turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel, defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's begin our time together with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu. You are our Father. You are our King. And we declare that we are your children and that we seek to be your disciples, people who listen to your voice, obey your voice, honor your voice, because we honor and love you. So, Father, pour out your Spirit on this day and every day as we seek your face. We're looking forward to having a wonderful time with you as we look at your word. We bless you. We praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, before we get started, I'd like to mention, as I do often, that your financial support would bless us, (laughs) helps us keep this program on the radio. Uh, We depend on your generosity, so thank you. Hey, Friday the 26th of this month of March at 7.30, we will have a night of worship with Joshua Aaron. And if you don't know him, he travels all over the world. He's one of the most anointed and popular worship leaders in the Messianic movement. He'll be coming to us from Israel, where he lives with his family. It'd be great if you came to that service. We would and bring bring some Jewish people, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, that's at Sharesh David in Tampa. So please join us. Last week we celebrated the holiday of Purim, and it's from the Book of Esther. And there are many things we can learn from this story, both practically and prophetically. So. The story about uh, of Purim is all about being under persecution and not allowing it to bring you down physically or emotionally, but how to be victorious. So let's look at a little history of it. Um, you know, as we say, uh, Purim is all about the salvation of the Jewish people from a physical point of view. Uh, it takes place 
during the two times of the, the two temples, approximately 358 before Yeshua. And the Persian king Cyrus gave permission to the Jews to return to Israel and to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, but not all left. And after Cyrus died, Ahasuerus, in a dramatic power struggle, took over the kingdom. He was a cruel man. He took for his wife Vashti, the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar, the former king of Babylon. It was Nebuchadnezzar who was responsible for the destruction of the temple and the exile of the Jews from their land. So, we start in the book of Esther in chapter 1, where King Ahasuerus throws a six-month party, and his queen refuses to display her beauty to the assembled guests, so she doesn't. She stays in, in a room, I guess, and uh, the king advises, uh, advisors say that Vashti has to be replaced. So they go all throughout in chapter 2, the uh, area. They find many women, uh, young ladies actually, uh, brought to Persia. Uh, one of them was Esther, a Jewish gal. Um, in chapter 2, verse 7, we read that Mordecai, uh, is raising Esther, Mordecai's uncle's daughter. Okay, so that's their relationship. And Mordecai tells Esther to conceal her identity when she goes in for these six months of beauty treatments before seeing the king. All the candidates went through that. But Esther is chosen to be queen. Um, and at the same time in chapter 2, Mordecai learns of a plot to overthrow the king. He tells Esther, Esther tells the king, and the plotters are hanged. So, uh, Ahasuerus, the, the king, appoints Haman to be his prime minister, and all have to bow to Haman, but Mordecai doesn't bow. And so Haman vows to kill not only Mordecai, but all the Jews of Persia, since Mordecai was a Jew. And hey, isn't that anti-Semitism when you... Uh, broad brush a people because of one person. any rate, Haman gets permission to uh, from the king to destroy all the Jews. And Purim, um, through a lottery, the 13th of Ad- Adar, was chosen to kill all the Jews and take all their possessions. So the, the name Purim, the holiday name, is named because of the word poor, Uh, in Hebrew, referring to a lottery. And Haman, angered by Mordecai's refusal to bow down to him, decides to destroy the entire Jewish people. So a poor was used to figure out which day and which month he was going to do that killing. Chapter 4, Mordecai tears his clothes, puts on sackcloth and ashes, Uh, As a sign of public mourning, he sends a copy of the decree to Esther and asks her to intercede. Uh, Esther replies that you can't really approach the king, otherwise you'll die if he doesn't call you first. But Mordecai tells her that, hey, you have no choice. In fact, in chapter 4, verse 13, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think in your soul that you will escape in the king's household more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. 
Who knows whether you have attained royal status for such a time as this. In verse 15, Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Shushan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will fast in the same way. Afterwards, I will go to the king, even though it's not according to the law. So if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai left and did all that Esther commanded him. And it's just a beautiful part of the story because you see both Esther and Mordecai are accountable to each other. And then Esther tells Mordecai to, uh, okay, we said that already, to uh, do the fast. You know, the the thing is interesting that uh, it just says fasting. There's no place in the book of Esther where it says God and there's no place in the book of Esther where it says the word prayer. But both God and prayer are all through this story. It's, it's just an amazing thing. And that's a whole other thing we could talk about. Well, chapter 5, King Ashuerus receives Esther and grants her virtually any request. She says, give me a banquet with Haman and, and the king. So they have that. And... Uh, Mordecai continues in chapter 5 to not bow, and when uh, Zeresh, uh, Haman's wife, suggests that Mordecai should be hanged for not bowing, the gallows are prepared. The king can't sleep in chapter 6, asks for the royal chronicles, remembers there that there was an assassination plot, and Mordecai had revealed it, and so the king wants to honor Mordecai by dressing him in royal garments, placing him on a royal stallion, and somebody, and personally being led through the streets because as a sign of thanks. So at the second banquet in chapter 7, Esther reveals her identity. And by the way, uh, the uh, Haman has to lead uh, uh, Mordecai through the streets, so he wasn't very happy. So at the second banquet, Esther reveals her identity, announces that she and her people are about to be murdered. Esther identifies Haman as the one responsible. The king hangs Haman on the gallows that was meant for Mordecai. Chapter 8, Mordecai's named prime minister to replace Haman. A second royal edict empowers the Jews to fight anyone who would harm them. And chapter 9 uh, we get the sense of, of Purim should be celebrated uh, forever, uh, every year at this time, the 14th and 15th of Adar. And uh, this is how it was uh, taught to celebrate this. Have a festive meal, exchange gifts of food, and give gifts to the poor, which our congregation did this year. We set up Purim baskets, and we went to shut-ins and older people, and we were blessed, uh, various people, as they delivered these wonderful Purim baskets. So what a, a, a great blessing it was. Now, Jewish people have gone through persecution as long as there's been Jewish people. I mean, even though they're God's chosen But uh, there's Satan's enemy, and he makes sure there's always persecution. But you you know what? As Christians now align themselves with Israel and Jewish people and God's word, um, they become Satan's enemy too. 
So I want to take a minute and get a little political with you guys because persecution is real and it is happening now. Here's a quote from Matt Staver, who is the founder of the Liberty Council, which advances religious freedom, sanctity of human life, the family, responsible government, national security, and support for Israel at the federal, state, and local levels. So that's what they do. So this is a quote from him. The so-called Equality Act will devastate Christian schools from pre-K through college. Non-compliant schools will lose tax, tax exemption, including federal, state, and property, and accreditation. Loss of accreditation will be the death of most Christian colleges and universities. Uh, Representative Louis Gomert from Texas uh, said this. This, uh, talking about the bill, because it passed the House, so it's now going to the Senate. This eviscerates the First Amendment. It guts thousands of years of religious beliefs. This will mean the end of America as we know it. In addition to throwing out religious freedom, this bill will be a nightmare to parents and children. The Equality Act will make abortion through all nine months a federal right. This is, again, back to Matt Staver. So basically, what they're saying is that this bill will cause not only the acceptance of abortion and LGBT lifestyle as a right, it will be enforceable by the government. So I can send you Matt uh, Staver's letter, or you can go to his website, lc.org, lc.org. But this is a real thing, and you know what? We are, we are having to stand up. I'm not sure what we do besides pray and sign petitions right now and support people who are in the public square who understand biblical values, God's values, but we've got to do something, so don't just sit there and listen to me. 2 Timothy 3.12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Messiah Yeshua will be persecuted. Look, when you carry the truth with you and desire to live it, persecution will follow. That's what Scripture says. So we have to learn, are we going to rejoice or are we going to be bitter? Even as we go forward, we must rejoice. We must focus on solutions and not the problems. Romans 8.28 says, Now we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Do you believe this? Are we called to God's purposes? We must do something. The story of Esther is about Esther who does something, right? She does something. But also, interesting, the story of Esther is about a king who wants to display the glory of his bride. She is the crown jewel of his kingdom. And this is a book that shadows the things to come. Yeshua is calling his bride, the body of Messiah, to display her beauty to the world. Yeshua is returning for a beautiful bride, and so we cannot sit on our, you know what, and just do nothing. God uses Esther for two major purposes. She saves the Jewish people from destruction, and she is likened to the body of Messiah, who has the role 
of salvation of the people. She did that with godly character. We, too, need to have godly character. Look, during the first six months of her preparation for the king, Esther found favor with Haggai, the guardian of the women, and she received special treatment. We see that in Esther 2.7. We need to see us receive special treatment because of the way we act, the way we are, that we are going to see uh, us win in, in this fight for biblical values. She was humble and accountable. We need to be humble and accountable. We see that in Esther 2.10 and, and 20, verse 20. When it was her turn to be presented before the king, Esther took Haggai's advice rather than asking for her own desires. And so this is not about our desires. We have to stand up on be, uh, you know, for God and his desires. But we have to do it with humility, as Esther did it. She gave, she received favor because she was humble in everything she did. She is willing also to give up her life to approach the king. And are you willing to give up your life of comfort to approach our government and tell them what you and I desire? Or are you going to sit on the couch and watch the news and say, that's really a shame? What are you willing to do? She declares a three-day fast, Esther does, depending on God for results. Are you willing to come to prayer meetings? We have a Tuesday night prayer meeting at 6.30. You can come to that or you can pray with us online. We'd love for that to happen as well. But we've got to do something. We have to be like Esther and Mordecai. We can't just allow things to happen. We have to see what God is leading us to do so that we can see God be first in our country once again. Amen? So Esther was used by God and was part of his plan to keep the Jewish people as a nation before him forever. We as the body of Messiah have to have similar character and a similar purpose to Esther. God has called us as unlikely as it might seem that he's called you and me to prepare the way for King Messiah's return. We will receive favor from God and favor from man as long as we display his character, his love, his humility. And so let us, we we see in Romans 11 as an example, we're to make Jewish people jealous because of our relationship with Yeshua. And we see the same thing in Romans uh, 1.16 that we're not, Uh, ashamed of the good news, but it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We need to be praying not only for our Jewish people, but for our government and, and our people in this country to come to know the Lord. We need revival. We have to obey God and respond. So will you be like Vashti and decide we don't want to be on display, we want to just sit home on our couch and do nothing, or will we be like Esther, submissive, humble, accountable, purified, but having a mission? Do we want to honor the real king, king of kings, 
Vashti had everything but lost it because she did not honor and respect the king's authority. Like Vashti, we've been put in a high position by God, and yet there are many reasons we give for our poor or lack of or, or our, our lethargy in our behavior. And so are we going to lose everything because we're not willing to do anything? Esther was picked by the king. We've been picked by the king. Esther was obedient. Will we be obedient? Look, Yeshua said in Matthew 5, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who, uh, when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me, rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Look, you and I, well, we are in an army. And, and this, when I think of the army of the Lord, I think of 2 Timothy 2.1.4. Therefore, my child, be strengthened in the grace that is in Messiah Yeshua. And what you have heard from me among many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be capable to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Messiah Yeshua. No one serving as a soldier entangles himself in the activities of everyday life so they might please the one who enlisted him. The one who enlisted me is the Lord Almighty, and I cannot get entangled with the things of everyday life. I have got to rise up, stand up for the Lord, stand up for his values, and make a difference. Are you willing to do the same? Luke 18.8 says, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's my question to you. Purim is a time where we apply our works to faith. We honor our king and our and with our obedience, and we put faith and obedience together. Doesn't that make sense? And and as long as you're doing that, if there's anybody on the airwaves that's listening to my voice who has never received Yeshua by faith into your life, then combine your faith and obedience right now and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I believe Yeshua is my Messiah. And Lord, he is the atonement for my sins. And Lord, I dedicate my life to you forever. And that means to be active. That means to be ready to do things, right? And so let us do this together. I'm not sure exactly all the things we can do, but if you want to email me at sweiler at shereshtavid.org or at heartofmessiah.org, either one will do, or call our office at 813-831-5673. You can also give finances, but right now, if you want me to send you material about this Equality Act, which is anything but equal for us, and and just, you know, you want to get our emails so you know what direction we're headed for and you want to sign petitions, uh, call our office, uh, feel free, or, or email me, either one. 
let me remind you that Friday the 26th at 7.30, we will have a night of worship with Joshua Aaron. He's traveling from Israel, with, and so we, he is probably the most popular right now worship leader in the world, Messianic worship leader. He's extremely anointed. Come, bring friends, bring Jewish friends. We love we love visitors. We'd love to have you there. Also, you can see us Friday night and Saturday if you don't come to services on Facebook. You can see us on Facebook Live. Also, our Tuesday night prayer meeting from 6.30 to 7.30. We're praying for revival. Uh, that also is on Facebook Live. Check us out at Sharesh David. Okay, so... Please uh, let me close with a word of prayer. Father, activate us. Activate our spirit. Help us not to be lethargic, but let us be active for you, Lord. Let us be obedient and put it into action. Father, I pray in the name of Yeshua for your power to be with us, your wisdom and your discernment. And I pray that the Lord will be each one of yours first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.